The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? So Melvin Taylor's got a um, GoFundMe site right now. Oh, yeah? He's um, sick. He's not doing well. Oh, no. And uh, they're trying to raise money for his medical bills. Okay. So I shared it last night. If anybody sees it on my Facebook page, that's from Melvin Taylor. Please give it a click. You can donate you know, a couple of bucks, even $5. It helps. Believe me, as somebody who raises money, every $5 fills that, you know, every drop fills the bucket. Oh, yeah. So anything you guys can do for our buddy Mel. We're going to try it. All right. I believe in you. <laughs> nope, not even nope. close. Nope. nope. Not even close. That not is even a close. fail. All right, let's just get this show on the yeah, road. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Got a great guest with me today, my buddy, Paul Lambert. For some reason, I thought he'd been here before, and he hasn't. He came in. He said, this is my first time here. So we want to we rectify that. We want him on more. Um, he's a lawyer. He's involved in a lot of like charity stuff. He comes to our bash every year. Thank you for that. Sponsors our bash every year. Thank you for that, too. Um, and he's an advertiser. So we thought maybe you know we'd have him come in and chat with us about stuff, things that are going on. Um, hi, but before we get to like all the bash stuff, how are you, you doing there, Paul? I'm doing wonderful. Good, good. What kind of uh, lawyering do you do? Well, having done this 32 years, I pick and choose what I, what I want to do. I started out 32 years ago hanging my own shingle. I did a little bit of everything. I highly recommend to anyone thinking about being a lawyer, please don't do that. Right. That's why do I what, didn't go. Do what you enjoy. Uh, do what you're good at. Uh, I do four areas primarily. I do real estate, estate planning, small businesses, and my least favorite, but a necessary evil uh, landlord tenant. Oh, uh, yeah. Those, those aren't fun. And we had our buddy Doug Mercurio was on here last week. I think he mentioned you guys do business together. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love it when people that I do business with do business with each other. In fact, that's one of the things that happens at the bash every year, Chrissy. I look out and there'll be like one of our real estate uh, advertisers will be sitting with a guy who's like a mortgage broker who also advertises with us. And by the end of the night, they're swapping cards. They're doing business together. It's great. I love it when uh, when our people, when our network actually can help each other and do business together. So that's awesome. Um, I do want to get to uh, the bash. Thank you for making uh, a donation and for helping us every year. I definitely appreciate that. My pleasure. Um, so we want to go through um, – uh, let's go – 
Okay. If I turn my microphone on, why don't you give everyone the update and then we can show them the, the recipients? All right. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds fair. All right. So last last week we were at 15,100, I think, during the show, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. This 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 week, a week later, we've, we've raised about almost $6,000 in the last week, which isn't bad. It's not great, but it isn't bad. Uh, we've got our Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship at $2,385. Uh, we want that to be a little bit higher. We were at six thousand or seven thousand last year on that one. Yeah. Uh, so, so if uh, if you're a, if you knew Dan Cody, if you'd like to make a donation in his name, I'm so glad Al Valu started this scholarship to keep Dan Cody's name going. Uh, every year we do this. Um, the Lawrence High School Junior ROTC Scholarship. Wow, look at that number! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Five thousand two hundred forty-five. Our goal was five. I think last year we did six. So I think our new goal on, on this one is going to be seven. Wow. If we can get that up yeah. to seven, that'd be great. And I know that there's a couple of my big donors that give to the Lawrence High Scholarship every year have not checked in yet, and they, they usually come in at the end. So I, that, I know that number is going to go higher. The uh, Haverhill High School Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship is for a Haverhill High School student going into public safety. Love to see that number up a little bit more, $2,500. The Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship, now this was one of our lowest scholarships at the beginning of last week, and now it's climbed up to 3245 which is which is okay. That's kind of like where we want to be at this point. We want to yeah. get that to 5000 That doesn't look too difficult to do. And this one every year, it's always our lowest. If you are a, a graduate of Whittier Tech, if you're a teacher, uh, an administrator, if you're an alum of, of Whittier Tech, please think about dropping a couple of dollars into this scholarship. Uh, you can use all the methods below on the screen that's scrolling at the bottom. Uh, I also try to include it every time we thank someone for a donation. We put the methods that you can make a donation for. Whittier Tech Scholarship, this is our lowest every year. And I'd love to get this kid, his name, uh, we'll, we'll tell you who he is in a minute. Uh, we'd love to get this kid up at least close to our uh, to our goal. If we can't get it close to our goal, we're going to have to use like door money or, or raffle yeah. money or something to try and get this kid uh, a little bit higher. Uh, the Methuen High School Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. It was that's me. It was sitting at twenty one hundred dollars for four weeks. Now we're at twenty two hundred dollars. And by the way, this goes to a Methuen High School kid, and he's a great kid too. By the way, I uh, uh, someone else picked him. Um, um, Jana Di Natale, formerly from the Methuen School Committee, chose this student. Um, I didn't choose him, but I I did go through uh, what she sent me as far as his bio. The kid's really a deserving kid. Now, where's DJ Beauregard? Where's DJ Beauregard? The guy's acting mayor now. He's a city councilor. Uh, where is where is where are all the? I'm not going to shame people by name. That's not what I'm intending to do. I'm just trying to get people in. Um, where, where are all the Methuen? I made a post yesterday on my page. It's really amazing in in Lawrence. City councilors, school committee members, people in the mayor's office, people that aren't even elected, are actually making phone calls for us. And calling their friends saying, hey, there's two Lawrence High kids on the scholarship list. Can you give something? And people are calling me and saying, I want to make a $10 donation because I just got a call from the mayor's office. They said I should be giving it to you. That's great. But then you go to Methuen where they've got way more money. It's a way more wealthy community. And we're getting crickets out of Methuen. So it's a challenge. It's not. I'm not trying to shame you guys. But it's a challenge for you guys to at least pony up. We've got two Methuen kids. The kid from the Greater Lawrence Tech is from Methuen. Chosen by Jessica Finicaro. Thank you, Jessica, for all the help that you give us. And the Methuen High Studio 21 Scholarship for a kid going into communications. We have two Methuen kids on our scholarship list. And, and I'm hoping that these, these elected officials in Methuen who 
campaign every year saying they care so much about the children would actually do something to show us that they care about the children. I want to thank the two Methuen officials who did give so far, uh, Francisco Polino, the state rep, and Ryan Hamilton, the state rep. Uh, we, we want to see some city councilors and some others uh, uh, jump in on this. Please do. And our special needs scholarship for a Lawrence High School student is at 4000 believe it or not, $4,530. Uh, so our two highest are the two Lawrence kids because the Lawrence elected officials actually care about their children and they're actually not just making donations, but making phone calls to help us make donations. It would be really great if the Methuen people would do that, too. It would be really great if the people uh, who are affiliated with Whittier Tech would also do that. I know Scott Wood is going to kick in for our Haverhill High Scholarship. I don't think he's done that yet. Uh, but if you're a, a Haverhill High School, uh, a Haverhill alum or a Haverhill elected official, you know, help us out a little bit, you know, uh, make some phone calls. Even if you, even if you get us $100, that, go, that money goes every penny that this, these, the scholarship drive that we raised for the scholarship drive goes directly to the student. In fact, we even eat the cost when someone sends Venmo. Um, there's like a, a 3% fee that they yeah. take out of that. We, we make the difference up, like with the door, the raffle, all that stuff. Um, so every penny that you give goes directly to the student. And if you're in the room the night of the bash and you gave to one of these scholarships, when we announce the scholarships, we always call up anyone who donated to the scholarship, please come up. And we'll get a picture of you with the kid. We'll post it online. We'll thank you. We'll give you tons of love. So our total right now is $21,930. And I just real quick want to go through who the kids are because we haven't done that yet. When so we can pull up. I, I numbered yeah. them so you can yeah. pull them up. Number one. Number one. <laughs> this is uh, Cam Ryland. He's getting the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. He's from North Andover High School. And this scholarship goes to a student that went to Thompson Grammar School because when Dan uh, passed away, when he when he got killed in the car accident, uh, one of his kids was going to uh, Thompson. And when Alvalu started this scholarship the year that Dan died, he said that his his fantasy was that when Dan's kids get old enough to graduate high school, that they would get this scholarship. Mm-hmm. Last year, we did that for his oldest son, Patrick. We gave him a scholarship. Um, and he's got a younger brother who I think graduates in two years. So we're hoping to keep this yeah, going for as long yeah. as we can. Uh, the next one is, this is Geralise Morales, and I apologize. You know, I don't know why people do this. We spelled her name wrong because the school gave us her name spelled wrong, and they didn't say anything to us. So for three, two or three weeks, her name was online with the wrong spelling, and Kane, uh, our canine columnist, went to interview her, and Kane um, called me, and, you know, I speak dog. And he, he said woof a bunch of times, but, you know, the way he uses the inflection. And he basically told me that we spelled it wrong. So we've corrected that on all of our, uh, all of our postings. Uh, the next one is for the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship. This is Cam – I'm sorry. This is Liam Robertson. Um, and this scholarship was started in the name of Michelle DeLuca. Did you know Michelle, Michelle DeLuca growing up? She grew up in um, Mount Vernon. We hung out, I hung out with her, her brother, Ken. But it's like in your neighborhood. I thought maybe you might know Michelle. Uh, I knew Michelle growing up. She kind of hung out with us a little bit. She passed away of cancer a few years ago. Her brother started this scholarship. So, Liam, congratulations. Our Great Alliance Tech Scholarship winner is Ariel Cavarada. You know, I have to tell you, I, I, I feel so good that we're giving this kid the scholarship because from the minute we announced, her family has been so awesome. They're sharing all of our stuff. You know, it's, it, it, it would be great if everybody on my Facebook page would share 
every time we get a donation for a scholarship so that other people would, you know, will know. We've got 16,000 people that follow us, but it would be great if everybody was sharing, like especially like the family members. But this family, the Cavaretta family, is so grateful. They come on every single post. Somebody makes a $5 donation. Her mom comes on. Her dad comes on. Thank you so much, so-and-so, for giving her. They're so grateful. I'm, it just makes me so glad that we're giving her the scholarship. And I want to apologize, too, to uh, Jackie Marmo who last year we told her that we would give her daughter this scholarship. And when we called the school, they said her daughter was getting a free ride. She got a four-year scholarship. So we said, well, we want to give this to a kid that actually needs it if her daughter's getting a full scholarship. So we gave it to Ariel, and then we got a phone call from Jackie who said, no, she's not really getting a free ride. She's got a four-year scholarship, but it's still going to cost us $25,000 with fees, dorm, meals, all this other stuff that the, that the colleges charge parents and don't tell you up front. And I felt really bad. So I, I can't promise you we're going to do something for Jackie's daughter. But I spoke with the mayor last night about this because I feel really bad. And he loves Jackie. Jackie helped him campaign. And we're going to do something for her. We're going to try and get her something. Um, the mayor said, the mayor promised me he'd take it off my plate. He says, Tommy, as busy as I am, I think you're actually busier than I am. Let me take care of Jackie. So uh, hopefully, what I think we're going to have something for her that night for her daughter. I just don't know what or how much. Um, where are we? Whittier Tech Scholarship winner is. So this is Arturo Zuniga, and he's the lowest kid on our scholarship list. He is, um, is going to go to Fitchburg State. And he he really needs the money. I mean, this is a kid that's working full time. He's in the maintenance program at Whittier Tech, and he actually works for the school doing sanitation for like his work study stuff that they make them do. Uh, so this kid is actually physically working hard, Paul. This kid is working hard. He's not gonna, you know, he's not going into architecture. Where he's going to sit in an office all day. This kid's physically working, and he wants to continue doing that. He wants to take. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but he wants to take like a, a plant maintenance or something when he gets to Fitchburg State. So we really want to get this kid's scholarship up. Please, if you are a Whittier alum, actually a lot of these Whittier alums have a, um, all these alumni have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Please share it out on the Whittier alum Facebook page, the Whittier High School Facebook page. Uh, We'll see if we can get some some additional money for him. The Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Methuen High School Scholarship. Um, This is James, and I want to make sure I say it right, it's James Sugden. Um, This was chosen by... um, Jana Natali, as I said, and um, he is going into communications. He, I guess, works for the um, he works with the audiovisual department at uh, Methuen High School. Awesome. I guess he's taking audiovisual movie editing and all that stuff, which is great. Fits perfectly for this. Yeah. Uh, Methuen School Committee members. Other, I know Janet Zanny Pesci will definitely give because she's our MC and she loves us. But the rest of you school committee members, you run every year saying you care about the children. Here's your chance to prove it. It's easy to say you care about the children when you're looking for something, when you're looking for a vote. Now's the time to prove that you care about the children. Here's one of your kids in your school, in your high school, who's going to get a scholarship. And none of the school committee members have donated as of yet. I know, like I said, Jana will give because she always does. But it would be great to see the rest of them. Now, I know that some members of the Methuen School Committee really don't like me, like really hate me. That's okay. As Paul will tell you, the bash is a night of amnesty. So I don't care who it is. If they like me, they don't like me. If Jim Jajuga, there's probably nobody who hates me more in the world than him 
or Neil Perry. If Jim DeJuga or Neil Perry show up at my bash with a check and they want to come participate, we will throw them love from the microphone. We might even let them speak. Because, it, because I put all my personal feelings aside the minute we walk in the room. This is not about Tom Duggan. It's about the scholarships. It's about the kids. And so and I really mean that. Last year we had Debo Brown. There's nobody who's savaged me more on Facebook than Debo Brown over the years. And we've kind of you know worked that stuff out. But we let, not only did we let him come last year, we let him come and do a roast and insult me. Because everybody in the room knows the guy hates me. So, so it was kind of funny. I thought it was funny. I don't know if you, you were laughing, but I thought it was pretty funny. And then we have our final scholarship here, and then we're going to get to Paul, our special needs scholarship. And I'm going to pull her name up because she's one of these people that has three names. I don't know why people do that. Um, please stop giving your kids three names. You know, it's, it's very difficult for people like me who have to write names in the newspaper and stuff. Her name is Vanessa de la Cruz Sanchez. Um, she's our special needs student that we're going to take care of this year. She was chosen by Timmy Finn, who is a, and I'm sorry if I get your title wrong. I know everybody's all worked up about titles. I think he's one of the assistant principals or the principals of one of the schools at the high school. Um, Timmy Finn and I have known each other, not well, but we've known each other since before high school. Uh, I played for the Astros. He played for, the, I think, the Bishops, I think was the name of the team. Uh, but he played for another team, so we always played against each other. Uh, but, we've, but we've known each other a long time. Really nice guy. Really does care about the kids. He has emailed me several times about this kid um, and, uh, and given me her bio and stuff. And we've got all that posted online. So those are us scholarship students. It would be great if you guys could kick in something. Um, I know somebody gave like a $10 donation the other day, and we were all excited about it. And then somebody else made a $3,000 donation, and I got an email from the person saying, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I didn't give enough. Here's another five. And I said, listen, honest, honest to God, it's great when we get big donations because it goes direct, directly to the kid. But every person who gives, if you even give $5, $10, if, if 100 people do that, it's like $1,000. It's $500 or $1,000. So, so whatever you can give, a dollar, $5, $10, it would be greatly appreciated. And after this bash is done, probably the next day, after this bash is done, we're going to start what we're going to call our recurring scholarship program. So I've set it up on uh, PayPal that if people want to give $10 a month, you can sign up on my PayPal page. I've already got a page ready to go that we're going to post. Uh, you can sign up, and ten dollars a month will come out of your come out of your uh, bank account or credit card or whatever it is that you use debit card, and all of that money is going to sit there until next year's bash because next year's our twentieth anniversary. So we don't want to be struggling for money at the end of that because it's going to be a big undertaking to do the twentieth. We've got some really great stuff planned. I know Dramatic is going to come in and perform. I also know that the uh, the Prospect Hill is going to come and perform, which is going to be great. And I'm trying to get a really big name comedian. Um, I don't want to say which Dennis Larry it is, but we've got somebody in contact with him and trying to get him in for next year for the 20th. So, um, so all right. So I guess that's it. That's it for the scholarships. Please give. It would be greatly appreciated, especially if you are a Whittier alum or you're a Methuen person or a Methuen business or a Methuen elected official. That would be great. I know there's one Methuen official who promised us he would do a scholarship for his mom every year when he was here. And I said to him that day, I hope you're going to make this commitment because if you and I fall out of favor a year, two years, three years from now, you have to commit that you're going to keep doing this. Like even if we end up, you know, not friends anymore and he's not, he's not doing that. So we're not friends anymore or we weren't friends anymore. And then he decided he's just not doing that. So um, we've only had that happen one time in 19 years. 
And that was that guy from Methuen. So um, if, you're, if you're a Methuen person, please kick in. In the studio with me, Paul Lambert, he, he, you know, he's a good guy. Personally, he's a good guy. And I like to do business with people who are good people. Um, he, he not only is an attorney, but he gives an awful lot of his time and money to the community. Uh, I know that you're affiliated with the Knights of Columbus and a lot of other charities. Can you talk about like some of the stuff that you do? I know you don't want to brag, but I want you to. I want, you, I want to talk about some of the stuff that oh. you do. I'll talk about the Knights for a minute. It's sure. not so much what I do. It's what the Knights do. And uh, So I've been a member of the Lawrence Knights of Columbus. Uh, we had had offices, what you mentioned earlier, at the, uh, where the, where the uh, Bash is, what is now the Relief Sim. We used to own that building. Mm-hmm. And when I first became a member of the Knights, it was largely because my wife's uncle was hounding me, join the Knights, join the Knights. And I, I don't need a reason to go drinking. I don't need a reason to go smoke or whatever. And yet that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. And that's what was in my head. It's just a big social thing. And it's quite the exact opposite. Uh, It was founded um, 1882 uh, by a priest by the name of Father Michael J. McGivney down in in St. Mary's New Haven, Haven, Connecticut. That's where Council Number 1 is. And it's a charity that gives back, uh, not quite frankly, not just to Catholic people, uh, but to but to anyone, uh, especially most especially people with disabilities. So often outside supermarkets and in churches and elsewhere, you'll see gentlemen uh, collecting for children with disabilities, uh, both mental and, and, and physical disabilities. And the work that they do, and I'm saying they, it's not it's not one particular person. It's many 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 people right. um, throughout not just Massachusetts, not just through, throughout New England, throughout the entire world. There are, there are councils in Poland. There are councils in Ukraine. There are councils everywhere. Uh, and, and obviously the, the background is aside from uh, a Catholic parish in, in New Haven, Connecticut. But the charitable work they do is fantastic. What we do locally uh, in Lawrence, one of our big things was started by another good friend of ours, John Cuddy. Love John um, Cuddy. Really, really pushed. And John's now warm and sunny in Arizona. I know. I hate um, him so much. Every and, time I go on Facebook and I see him in a hot tub, I want to kill no, him. he's usually golfing or something. Uh, and John, if, if you pay attention to this, uh, which I presume you, you do, or Tom will, will charge you on it, um, John pushed uh, a charitable uh, event that happens every year. And it's largely, we've, we had done it before, but John was the real force behind it. And that is something called Coats for Kids. And it's not really, quite frankly, a big deal. It, but it comes down to kids that are either um, at the Boys and Girls Club, uh, at Corunum, or will also donate coats to uh, Lazarus House and other places that would otherwise be freezing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying you, you're, you're – um, it's one of these things you think society just takes care of this, and it should. Parents should take care of these things. But it's often overlooked. And one thing we did learn, and, and John's the one who will say it constantly, a boy will wear a boy's coat, a girl will wear a girl's coat, but a boy will not wear a girl's coat. Right. So we'll always order extra extra boy's coats regardless. And John's been, you know, and we miss him. I hope he's having fun where he is, uh, warm and sunny. Uh, but I'm, still, I'm still mad that he abandoned us. We, we know it. God bless him. I, I don't, you know, I, I, he's still working supposedly. Uh, but, but John was the one that promulgated, let's really push into this. Mm. So we buy cases and cases of coats and then we donate them and it's not a big deal. It's all of a a 15 minute effort, but 
selling tickets. We, we, we sell tickets uh, for a 50-50 raffle every year. And uh, I have the privilege, along with Joe Andrade, and, and if uh, you don't know the name, Joey works at Market Basket North Andover. Everybody knows Joe. Uh, or Joe knows everybody. I should say that. Don't tell him something you don't want people to know. Uh, but Joey is the, the chair of that. Uh, now that John has departed us, John, uh, not departed us, but he's left for warmer climbs. Joe is the, the chair of that. And I'm assisting Joe with that this year. Um, and it's just, that's our biggest one. But you'll see that we call it the Tootsie Roll drive. It's not so much selling Tootsie Rolls for the, for, uh, kids with, uh, intellectual disabilities. Um, but, those funds and other charity, other charitable works go towards buying such things as, and one that comes to mind, um, facilities. You think of kids, kids with disabilities, mental and uh, intellectual and, and physical, get older, and mm-hmm. mom and dad can't do everything that they'd otherwise want to do, especially in terms of just thinking the very bare essentials. So the state of Massachusetts, the, the state's council will, will donate money. The charitable committee will donate money. Where does that come from? Everybody. That comes from every single person uh, that you'll see. So if you see a guy with a yellow can collecting, it's actually all that money is going directly um, from the council to the state. And, and it, regardless of what your race or ethnicity or, or faith is, you're going to be provided for. Uh, and if any, there's anyone out there, I know they're always um, looking for people that are, are, are in need of funds. Contact the uh, state of Massachusetts. If you Google it, I, I Google everything because I'm too lazy to actually look up the website. But the state, you know, state of Massachusetts, uh, KFC, Knights of Columbus, not Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, um, and you'll get it and, and be able to both look for money, but maybe even make donations. So with the, with the Knights, not you. But would the Knights be interested in um, donating like a couple of dollars for a special needs scholarship if they've got a fund for special needs? I will most certainly reach out to I mean, to you our know, council. if they can't, they can't. But no. it would be great if they could because um, we've got a special needs girl who's going into college. And when I, it's funny. When Timmy Finn sent me her bio and her, her originally sent me her picture, I read her bio and I sent it back and said, are you, are you sure this is a special needs kid? Because she's doing so much and she's going to, I mean, she's smart. She's a really smart kid. And he wrote back and said, no, no, she's a special needs kid. She's just really special. So, um, and I didn't mean special in that way. I mean, you know, she, she's, she's a, a really smart kid. So that'd be, that'd be great. You're involved in a lot of other stuff too, though. I, I've kind of pulled myself back a little bit. I used to run Little League in South mm-hmm. Lawrence West and, and all these other things. And, and your Uncle Frank was obviously... Uh, one of the biggies in South Lawrence West and, and for, for so many, many years. And uh, after a while, th- these things take, take a lot out of you. So you, you, you kind of pull it back a few notches. Right. And when I went back out on my own uh, with my office in North Andover, I realized I, I have to, unfortunately, I have to earn a living. So there's only so many hours in the day and I'll, you know, you'll get home and you're, you're kind of beat, but you still have to do what you got to do. Right. Now, most people don't have like a will or a, or a, um, a uh, healthcare proxy. I'm, in, I, I'm actually in the process of trying to draft up a healthcare proxy. You do that kind of stuff, right? I do that kind of stuff. So you could do that for me if I wanted like a basic health. What would something like that cost? People at home know who not. So I, I look at it as two parts. I think every person, especially younger people, right? People much younger than us because we don't think about it. You hit age 18, your parents can't speak for you, right? So God forbid something happens to you. If it's an emergency, yes, the hospital will take care of you. But if it's just something as simple as, and this happened to me, needed my son's health card, and the insurance company wouldn't even talk to me, and I'm paying for it, 
but because of HIPAA, they won't talk to you. And uh, I think briefly before the show, we were talking about health insurance and how lovely it can be and what they'll pay and what they won't pay. Right. Um, but ultimately, uh, having a healthcare proxy and a power of, durable power of attorney are two biggies for everyone, regardless of how little you might have in your pocket. You need someone to be able to speak for you when you can't speak for yourself and take care of matters. Because otherwise, it goes to your next of kin, and you you have no idea what, <laughs> what well, that person... And by the way, a lot of people don't know who their next of kin is. So before I found out I had a daughter, legally my next of kin was my my oldest sister, who's right. younger than me, but she's like my oldest of my sisters. And I haven't spoken to her in like 30-something years, and I'm sitting down with my friends, sitting around talking about this kind of stuff. And they're like, well, who's your next of kin? I had to actually think about it. And then I said, oh, my God, my my legal next of kin, again, before I found out I had a daughter, was my sister. And I'm like, I gotta, I've got to do something. So we actually, like at the time, talked about doing, then I never did. And then I found out I had a daughter. So now it goes to my daughter, right? But a lot of people don't even know. So like, what would, what would something like that cost? Like if they wanted to just do like a power of attorney so, or will. Kind of so like. I, I, I want to say I sell it as, I'm going to use a phrase, I'm not a salesperson, but mm-hmm. I sell it as a package in my brain because I want to make sure everyone's covered, mm-hmm. right? So I usually charge a flat fee of $950, $950 that would cover... Uh, a simple will, durable power of attorney, healthcare proxy, and a living will. Uh, living will is living will is sometimes called a DNR. We don't like. I, I don't. I use euphemisms quite often. Uh, people will tell me who are very blunt. You know, just say it. When I'm dead. When I'm dead. When I'm dead. And I'll say when you've passed away. Right. I can't bring myself. Still, 32 years later, I can't use those words. Um, it, it's planning ahead. As much as all of those documents are wonderful and nice and neat. I try as best I can for every human being on the planet, at least everyone that I have jurisdiction over. So I'm pract- I practice in Mass, New Hampshire, Rhode Island as an attorney, and I'm a title agent in Maine and Florida. But as far as, as an attorney goes, I can do stuff in, in Mass, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And in those three states, or any state, quite frankly, if someone dies, with a will or without, you still have to go through probate. Mm-hmm. And nothing against the probate system except... That's when a lawyer makes even more money. Mm-hmm. And that's when would-be creditors can come forward and say, hey, Paul owed me money. Tom owed me money. Um, and, and they'll put in a claim against your estate. Forget about family members fighting, quibbling over stuff, but it could be total strangers. Right. And I've seen it happen. Uh, so my, my humble opinion is even for people ha- that it may have very little, think about trust. Right. And that's something I could spend much more time than your show would ever, would ever cover. Um, bottom line is I'm more than willing without any cost or obligation to sit down with people at any time, uh, that works out for, th- for them and myself. Some people we've done it through zoom, not just because of COVID, but it works. I have clients now that are in Groton mass. It, it's just easier. Why take right. the ride to North Andover? Sure. We can do it via zoom. Uh, or sometimes we'll get family members from all over creation. I had one not long ago. I think one person was based in Maryland. So we're all over creation all on one zoom getting battered with questions, which is awesome. And then eventually sit down and we sign everything up very procedurally, exactly the way the statutes call for with witnesses and so forth. Mm-hmm. But to me, the be all and end all is a trust. Trusts are not just for rich people. Everyone thinks of trust fund babies and trusts mm-hmm. and what have you. If I put a property in trust, I don't, and, and, and it's properly set up, I don't have to go through probate. Oh, nice. I don't have to go through probate. I eliminate that probate. Whatever I put in trust is going to go to those I love 
without having to go through the court system. So, um, so rather than doing uh, a, like a living will and all and a power of attorney and all that stuff, if you just put everything in a trust, you're better off. I would say in addition to. I wouldn't say rather oh, really? than because there's always that but if. So a lot of times people will call me and they'll start out the conversation with, I, wanted, I need to do a will. Okay, that's the door. That's a foot in the door. That's a starting point. And once they're in the office or even if it's over Zoom, I'll explain to them that that's, yes, you absolutely should have a will because you want to, you know, who your next, you might not want it to go to your next of kin. Right. They may be a person or persons that you never want to get a dime. Right. Or, ne- or you just don't want to be in charge. Maybe they don't get along. And you want to treat everyone equally, but you want to say- Not me. I don't want, well, treat, I don't want to treat anybody equally. <laughs> well, you want to do what you want to do. Right. Right. And if you don't do that, the, the laws of intestacy are going to decide where, what's going to happen, who's going to be in charge. Mm-hmm. And I have- Four new clients, or I should say, I have a new client person passed away, and they're four sisters. Mom died without a will. She died in test state. We have to probate her, her estate. It's in New Hampshire. And all four of them are equal, uh, equal, uh, stand, have equal standing to come forward and say, I want to be in charge. And the funny thing is nobody wants to be in charge. Right, of course. You know, it's, it's an, it's, it's, as they say, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, the will is the backup. The will is the just-in-case. The will is for that thing you forgot about. Mm-hmm. So I've had people that have a couple trusts going on. They have get everything all set up, but I've had to probate an estate because a, a forgotten about life insurance policy didn't have a beneficiary. Uh-huh. A bank account didn't have a second person or a beneficiary. A, there are so many examples. When my father passed, it, it's been 12, I think this is the 13th year, he had a couple checks. He had mesophilioma because... I mean, I hate to say it, he was a smoker. And um, he also worked with asbestos back in the day. So we had checks coming in. My mother could do nothing with them. I did not do my parents' estate planning. Fast forward in Massachusetts, not in every state, we could do what they call a voluntary probate. So if someone dies uh, and he had a will, if your estate is under $25,000 plus one motor vehicle, you can do a voluntary. It's almost like a rubber stamp. However, I still, regardless, have to send a letter to the, and if you work for the Commonwealth and you work for this department, I apologize ahead of time. Um, I have to send a letter to the Department of Medical Assistance, the State Recovery Bureau. And I've, a few times I've done that, and people have not been in nursing homes, have not been in long-term health care, and yet they owe money back to the Commonwealth because they, there's a mass health lien that's not on record anywhere because they don't own any real estate um, or they didn't have anything that they owed. But they may have used Medi- they may have received Medicaid, mm-hmm. and because they have Medicaid benefits, same is true in New Hampshire indirectly. I don't, ha- but I don't have to send those lovely people a letter, and it's just surprises you don't need. Right. If that house was in trust, it's automatically the family. That's great. I don't have to probate it. That's great. So I have one quote. We're going to only got about five minutes left. Um, I've been watching these commercials on TV, and I've been dying to ask somebody this on the air, and you're the perfect person. So you see these commercials come on TV. They can steal your house. You don't know how easy it is. Someone can file saying that they own your house, and the register of probate has to take it. There's nothing they can do. People can steal your mortgage, steal your title of your house away. And I sit there and I think, that can't be possible. This has to be a scam. There's no possible way somebody can go and claim your house at the registry, and there's nothing the registry can do. Is that real? Is that like a... I would... would say that there are some instances in some states that it's possible to people there's definitely fraud involved right so you have to have willing participants you have to have notaries 
uh, or someone is purporting to be a notary, fudging stuff and getting it on record. It's happened in Massachusetts uh, where people have taken advantage of other people, and usually it ends up in the court system and you, you figure it all out at the end of the day. Uh, Rich Vetstein, who uh, is an attorney in Metro West, uh, has had several cases, blatant fraud. I mean, uh, incredible fraud. As far as the companies that say we're going to protect you, I would say you yourself periodically, Massachusetts and for the most part almost every registry in New Hampshire, you can go online, Google MassLandRecords.com. It'll pop up. You can check it out yourself. Run title on yourself every so often. If you see something you're not sure about, reach out and yeah. find out what, you know, call somebody like me and, and ask them, I see this on record. It's weird. It's strange. It's different. Uh, often I have clients, legitimate clients who've bought something and, or, or put their property in trust and they'll get a letter. There's another scam, but it's not a scam. They'll send you a letter in the mail for a company in California that'll say for, for 90 something odd dollars, we'll send you a certified copy of your deed. And I've had a few clients that have actually paid the money and gotten the certified copy. If you go to the Lawrence Registry of Deeds, Essex North, uh, or any of the registries, nine times out of ten, they'll actually print you one up for free. You can go online and print one out yourself. Uh, it, it, it takes no time. There's no heavy lifting involved. And Paul Enichel would be more than happy, or his staff, to, to print one out for you, amongst others, right? John O'Brien at the mm -hmm. Salem Registry. Uh, they will do that. Kathy Stacy, uh, Rockingham, they might charge you a buck or two. I highly recommend people do that. Uh, but you can go online and, and just run your name, see what's on on record. Uh, there are a lot of fudgy people out there. So I wouldn't say, you know, it's like LifeLock is, is one mm -hmm. of those similar companies. I don't know if I'd spend the money on doing that when you can do it yourself. Right. And they just don't have the manpower. I, Why isn't there a law? Because you're a lawyer, right? Why isn't there a law that says that if somebody files with the registry of deeds on a, on a property that's already registered to someone else – that like it red flags it like it doesn't allow them to do anything until like they contact the prior person and, and double check it. I'm not in the legislature. I, I tried. Would 30, a law like I, that benefit? Because I'll write I'll write it up and have and have a stellar. I you know what I would imagine there'd be a lot of extra postage involved and whatever letting people know. Um, you you would see at some point that city or town is going to send a tax bill. So if you're presuming you're living there, speaking to a client on my way up here. Um, that owns property in Mississippi. They don't live there all year long, but they make sure they go there enough that they change the decorations of the house that they know it's lived in. I would speculate that that's more often than not the fraud would happen when no one's actually there all the time mm -hmm. and you essentially get a squatter. And and there are people that will, and, and, and there's way, we live in a world that's too accessible, whether it's uh, things on the, on the internet. I can get photo, you know, you can Photoshop, uh, and, and I've had people contact me about renting properties um, that they, it's a total scam. The mm -hmm. property's not even for rent. It's not for sale, but it would be very easy if I had a long-term rental. I mean, I, there's a lot more involved to it, uh, but to, to really answer your question, uh, I'm not sure why there's not a law. Maybe there maybe they should be, and it would be a little more due diligence, and it wouldn't be any heavy lifting. You'd just send out, hey, Good. Congratulations on transferring your property. Right. And that person, at the very least, if they looked at it, if they didn't put it in the circular file, would say, I didn't sell my house. Right. What's right. going on? Um, tell people how they can get in touch with you. And believe it or not, the show is over. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, give like you know, your website, your phone well, numbers, your emails. And well, first off, read the Valley Patriot. You'll see several ads in there. Uh, my website, LambertLawOffice.net or LambertLawOffice.com. Uh, they will get to me. My cell is 978 
888-646-6420. And I'm one of those weirdos. Yes, you can reach me. I say it. My wife laughs about it 24-7-365. Please call me. Please email me. Uh, If you have any questions about anything, we will set up a time. Uh, I'm I'm never too busy. Uh, But if you don't ask the question, you'll never get an answer. Thank you, Paul Lambert from Paul Lambert from the Law Offices of Lambert. The Lambert Law Office. What is the official name? Lambert, the, the Lambert, Lambert Law, Office, Law Office, PC. PC. And you're in North Andover, but you take clients from anywhere, right? I, I go anywhere. Right. I go where people are. And thank you for inviting me today. Oh, no. You've got to come back for sure. Because we'll, you know, we'll talk about like news of the day and stuff going on in Lawrence, and that's kind of in your wheelhouse too, right? A little scary sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you said it. I'm not getting myself in I'm trouble. a Laurentian, so I can <laughs> say that. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. Chrissy's going to be gone for the next two weeks. We love you, and we're going to be thinking about you while you're gone. Thank you. Thank you. But we got a couple of great episodes coming up. We Next week, we have the uh, the local restaurant review show, because our yes. last one last year did really well. This is uh, an updated version of that. Yep. And I think the week after, we are running our local business review with our good friend, David Consoli. Yes, David Consoli yeah. gave us, came in, and we taped those in advance so we that you did. could... You could uh, go back to Australia for a couple of weeks, and um, and our thoughts are with you through Thank all of you. that. Thank One of the guys sponsors, McLennan Real Estate. You do business with McLennan, McLennan yeah. Real Estate. That's awesome. Marcin and Sun Construction. We love you, Ronnie Marcin. We're looking forward to seeing you with the Bash this year. Uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Where I'm going for dinner tomorrow. I think. Clear Path for Veterans New England, AFC Urgent Care, our buddy Dave Id Consoli of Pleasant Valley Landscaping, and a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream. Thank you, Melvin Taylor. Please go on my Facebook page and make a donation to Melvin Taylor. Appreciate that. And Chrissy, we love you. We'll be thinking about you while you're gone. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.